feature presentation. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Merchin. Matt, we're talking TIFF, still. <laughs> still, baby, still. Yes, uh, we're still reviewing TIFF films. Uh, we put out a lot of stuff during the festival, which you guys can go check out uh, on YouTube or podcast services, Untitled Movie Reviews. Uh, but yeah, we decided that we would save some of them uh, for their release, like with Lila Neugebauer's Causeway, which we are reviewing today. Eric, how are you? I'm good, Matt. I'm good. And and again, you know, like there's still plenty more uh, to come when when it's uh, when it's related to the TIFF uh, releases, so you'll be seeing uh, a decision to leave review coming up uh, soon. Even though it is already playing, uh, we are going to hopefully have a special guest for that one. And then you know we've got some stuff that I also still need to catch up on, uh, like the menu, and and we'll have a review for that. So you know if 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 you're sick of TIFF, well, <laughs> it's not going to end anytime soon. We might be the eighth best movie podcast in Canada, but we're the number one Canadian TIFF podcast. I'll put that out there. Uh, that's I not mean, it feels anywhere, like we but... are the longest running for TIFF 2022, at least. Oh, that's, a, that's something. Uh, the movie stars Jennifer Lawrence and Brian Tyree Henry. It is now available to stream on Apple TV+. Uh, Eric... Yes. You want to get it going? What is Causeway? Yeah, so Causeway stars Jennifer Lawrence uh, as a wounded vet named Lindsay who returns from Afghanistan and goes through rehabilitation and physio um, to soon then um, reintegrate into society and head home to New Orleans where she's confronting not only uh, the head trauma she sustained uh, while in Afghanistan and and trying to re-enlist and get the doctor that's the the neurologist uh, who's looking after her to sign off on a paper played by uh, Stephen uh, McKinley Henderson, but also confronting past trauma with, you know, growing up in a dysfunctional household with a mother who uh, was irresponsible and never there, played by Linda Eamon. And from there, we kind of strike up this unlikely friendship between her and Brian Tyree Henry, who plays an auto shop uh, owner and sort of they share in their own personal pains and truths, but also are slowly opening up to uh, each other in a way that is never quirky or or kitschy in any way but is very genuine this whole movie and including jennifer lawrence's performance is very low-key it's stripped down it's sparse a lot of the movie does feel lived in in a way that you know a lot of productions that are shot in new orleans because the the majority of the movie does play take place there it doesn't feel like a, a tourist shot movie no like it not feels all, very yeah. much like it has integrated into the community um and walking away from the film it is a great directorial debut uh lila, lila neugebauer um started in the theater this is her first feature-length film as a director it doesn't feel stagey either like it just kind of again you know, is in the moment. And I think that's one of the strongest aspects of both the script and the film in general is that we are completely present in Lindsay's journey in the moment we meet her to the end of the film. And there's never any flashbacks or, 
you know, moments of, of recollection to what happened in Afghanistan or in her past. We, it's very restrained when it comes to kind of the war aspect. Yeah, and, we and are experiencing stuff. everything through her in present time. And I think that that does go a long way. Um, th- there's some stuff in there with like her becoming a, a pool cleaner that feels a little bit kind of like, again, on the nose or quirky because she used to work for, or like when she was in the army corps, she worked in water systems specifically. So it's like, okay, well let's give her a job. That's well, she knows adjacent. how to clean pools. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, something like yeah. that where, but, but other than that, like, I think the strongest aspect here and a reminder of how great Jennifer Lawrence is. It's exactly what actor, I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, I'll echo everything that you're saying. Yeah. I think that's what stood out to me most was that Jennifer Lawrence is excellent in this movie from the opening moments, which hit me way harder um, than I thought they would. Um, Is it a little emotional, uh, emotionally manipulative? Yeah, but like it it worked. It, it, absolutely worked i think those first few moments of the movie um and her performance are uh, are powerful and i think that kind of continues throughout her rehabilitation throughout the movie and i think her relationship with uh james brian tyree henry's character i think felt authentic and genuine and i liked that kind of even though it's about very you know um important and 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 awful things that people you know deal with um coming back from the war and, and, and stuff like that. But it, it just did have this like kind of low key kind of subtle vibe to the whole thing where, um, yeah, it was just a reminder that Jennifer Lawrence is a great actor, um, that, you know, I feel like she did step away for a little while and I feel like I haven't seen her in that much, maybe since uh, red sparrow, uh, right. Is this the first thing she's done since red sparrow? Yeah. I um, mean, she's, yeah. she's had some stuff that's come out. Well, no, well, don't look up is, is the, the Adam oh, McCain God, yeah, movie, right. Yeah. But, but, but a lot. So this is, this is an interesting side as well, because this movie shot back in, in 2019, and oh, it's wow. been in development for a while in post. And it was originally the title or the the the, the original title was uh, Red, White and Water. Um, so I wonder if it was a film that was kind of finding its voice in post-production and a lot of the stuff that, you know, is, is very kind of cliched in these melodramatic, you know, PTSD almost, movies and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. It, like if, if that kind of was taken out of the film, because you never, like you, you mentioned that there's an emotional kind of maybe manipulation there, but I honestly feel that it, it, it for the most part avoids. I agree. It, sort of. I just thought those opening path. moments. Those yeah. But, opening but the way we see her in that first scene though, as well as really it's interesting really, because yeah. she's framed from a point of view. That's not necessarily her back to the camera, but we see only a part of her face as yeah. she's waiting for uh, Jane uh, Hootie shells uh, nurse character to come and pick her Shout up. Shout out to Jane Hootie shell too. Who's also just, in those opening sequences is just passionate fantastic. and kind and, and brings a general kind of, realism to the proceedings and again another kind of you know theater actor broadway actor who you know was recently in the humans you know shout out to the humans as well gives a wonderful performance there and it compliments lawrence who you know you you see somebody at their most vulnerable Um, exactly the word i was going to (laughs) use yeah and and it's it's just one of those movies where it is a character piece it's a reminder that Lawrence, I think this is Jennifer Lawrence's best performance since Winter's Bone. And it's not to say that she hasn't been great in movies like Darren Aronofsky's Mother or Silver Linings Playbook, which she won the Oscar for. But you look at her filmography and for every, you know, really great role, 
she's also been put into that Hollywood system of being a movie star. She is a movie yeah. star. She's she's an yeah. amazing Hunger movie. Games, X-Men. And and that's what yeah. kind of dilutes like that filmography a little bit. And you need a film like this to remind you of how amazing she is in terms of being so again present in the character she's playing and also breathing and giving time to really develop as as this character and you're watching this and you realize how amazing she is as an actor and then brian tyree henry you know matches also great yeah he's in my notes i wrote monologue king yeah one of those guys that can you know extrapolate internalize monologues whether it be you know if beale street could talk or or this in a way (laughs) that's never maudlin and and you never feel sorry for the character even though you do empathize with him and with with Lindsay but again like you you look at how he's playing somebody that is an amputee and you worry that okay well is an able-bodied performer going to you know be melodramatic or yeah over overboard. the top yeah yeah he never does and no. and I think it is a, even how a, they treat that is, is very kind of not subtle but like the way that they talk about it I feel like it's it, sincere it, yeah sincere is a good word yeah yeah, I totally agree. And I love the I mean, uh, one of the greatest production designers ever, Jack Fisk, uh, who's worked with people like Terrence Malick and, and David Lynch. And if you've seen Eraserhead, he's the man from the other planet at the beginning of Eraserhead. Incredible. Worked the house in this? On this. Yeah. And, and the house is, yeah. I mean, it's cliche to say this, but the house does feel like a character, or at least it feels yeah. like it has the memories that Lawrence and Emond <clears throat> are sharing between the two of them. And you really do feel kind of this weird hostility and and room for reconciliation but you're never quite sure if if that is going to happen and sometimes you know the best thing to do this is a great self-care movie i think is what i'm coming to is that you can't always run away from yourself you have to kind of face yourself both in the past and present and this is what a movie like Causeway does is that it's taking this character who, you know, wants to go back into, you know, it reenlist and escape herself, but it's time to kind of go back to who she is as a person yeah. and Face really, facts, yeah. you know, work on herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Lawrence does a great job and, and Lindsay is a, you know, a captivating character throughout the whole thing from those opening moments uh, to this kind of you know weird relationship, not weird, but just interesting relationship she starts with uh, with James and, and throughout the whole thing, it was just like it, it might be one of those movies that does feel a little too subtle to people. Like that, I think that's maybe why you know people might not pay attention to the performance or to the movie. Um, and I think that's kind of unfortunate because I think there is a uh, a pretty solid little movie in this um i guess that's the only thing that i worry about is like even even me while watching is just like oh it's kind of so low-key that like um it's too subtle for its own good yeah where like did you need to add a uh, there are dramatic beats don't get me wrong there are those kind of you know things you would expect in a movie like this but the way that they're executed i feel like um isn't necessarily too subtle for its own good, but I could see if people perceive it that way because I, I, I liked the vibe of the whole thing. 
Um, I liked just kind of hanging out. I loved seeing her rehab in that opening act of the movie and leading into how she's getting back into everyday life, but also trying to get back into after such like a devastating injury, um, how she connects with James and how, you know, they juxtapose their two stories. And, and you mentioned uh, Brian Tyree Henry uh, as a monologue King. Yeah. There's a great moment uh, at the pool, right? While they're, while no, they're no, it's when the they're, pool, it's or? when they're, um, they're having beers and they're sitting. Yeah. I at, thought that was, uh, no, no, no. It's like at a, um, a bus stop park. Oh, Oh yeah, like a park kind of yeah. thing, right? Like, and they're sharing yeah, like, like they have like so that that plastic bag of beers, yeah. which yeah. is great. I love that. Like all that stuff is that lived in kind of vibe. Like people who live like in these, whether it's a a big city, small town, kind of you know, you're out with a new friend and you're the weather's nice, so you're outside. And um, but there's also a moment when there's like there's multiple moments, I guess, when they have really great kind of uh, it's just a great uh sort of platonic relationship shown in in, in movies but and like, as a two-hander yeah. i think it really works and it develops in a way again where it's kind of it's spontaneous and in in the moment and we keep saying you know present in the moment but this is kind of that movie but it never feels false and and it's interesting that again you have a lot of theater actors you have a theater director um it it, it feels like it's just been completely stripped of that like even the score is sparingly used and only used in 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 some key moments and when it's when it's applied it never feels manipulative i mean there's even this one shot i keep thinking about where lawrence is sitting on um the table waiting for for the doctor to come in and then she has that monologue with him and starts talking about like why she wants to go back and how she's actually feeling and not just you know telling him what he wants to hear yeah and the the way that the camera moves in like it is your classic kind of like oh it's your oscar clip moment but it again it steers clear of a lot of that it, it's almost like it's just waiting to kind of move along with lawrence and it's completely in sync with her as a performer and it still is a performance driven movie and a character study but at the same time it's also it's 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 organic. Like it doesn't feel like you're watching something that has been, you know, put together for uh, awards co- consideration. Like it, it just lives and breathes on its own, you know, story and, and think, its performance at the center. And that's the perfect way of describing that kind of too subtle for its own good that we just talked about. Like it's yeah. not, it doesn't seem like it's necessarily trying for those things. I hope it maybe gets some recognition or some people at least. I think Brian Tyree Henry shot. got a Gotham nomination um, for supporting, great. supporting uh, a person. Yeah. Cause, and it, and I think that is a testament to how good Jennifer Lawrence is in the movie, because I feel like a lot of times we talk about how these, especially you mentioned, she is a movie star. She is a big name, like movie star. So to do kind of a subtle role like this, it's sometimes you know, hard to lose the movie star, right? Like, uh, you or know, we, we forget about... that the movie star started as an actor. That's like, true. You, yeah. You, you know, like with Winter's Bone, that performance as kind of almost like a would be detective, you know, in, in the Ozark is such a great performance from the point of view of both an actor, but also showing like, oh, this person has something and i feel that once they go through the hollywood system after a while this happens with every like kind of big movie star you get the overexposure you get Mm -hmm. the kind of um fatigue a little bit and and you kind of lose sight of and what what you came to love about them and even them, like i mean there's there's a great article in the new york times that kyle buchanan wrote that's an interview with jennifer lawrence of who is jennifer lawrence now where she kind of talks about kind of 
like looking for projects that are more character focused and, and wanting to work with filmmakers that have more of a perspective than just simply franchise movies or studio yeah, films to make movie money and, and things like that. And, and yeah, going back to my point is like, yeah, once a person becomes that it's hard to kind of lose yourself in a role sometimes. Right. Like even someone I really love, like um in Fableman's like Seth Rogen, who I think Seth Rogen is genuinely good in, in the Fableman's and in many movies. But a lot of the times you see Seth Rogen, you can't escape his laugh or you and, and maybe he's not the best example but there are John, other you know who movie, i'm thinking of like right now is jonathan yeah. majors so jonathan yeah. majors is a guy that's you know had these bit roles in movies like white boy rick and then he great he makes this great huge, actor yeah he makes this huge splash on the indie scene with the last black man in san francisco and that performance is incredible it was one of the best of the year and people started paying attention now we're seeing him being integrated into the marvel universe as Kang. we're also seeing him do more studio films with creed 3 and devotion and it kind of feels like you know actors do become commodities in a way where it's like, okay, well they're, they're, they're hot right now because they've just been nominated for an Oscar or, you know, they've been critically acclaimed for this role. So let's pick them up and put them in this. It's the same thing. Totally. With filmmakers. That's, that's cool and totally normal, yeah. but it does, but, but you do get a sense where it's like, Oh, I would really like to see, you know, Jennifer Lawrence or Jonathan majors. I'd like to see them work together. It'd be, that'd be awesome. But like, oh, yeah, but, but you'd like to see, work that truly captivates them as as they captivate and you. I agree with that. I think we're talking about two different things sort of, but like I, I do absolutely agree with that. I guess I just mean like a more larger than life personality where you see the person more than the actor. And I guess great oh. actors, you can lose yourself in great roles and Jennifer Lawrence proves that here. But I, I'm even Tom saying Tom Cruise like, would be like someone yeah, like that, right? Where right, it's yeah. like it's Tom Cruise, you know. Exactly. Someone yeah. who's on and I think Jennifer Lawrence was at that level at one moment, right? Like when now a little distance from Dark Phoenix and Red Sparrow and you know, sure, don't look up and, and stuff like that. That was her kind of comeback movie and now this, but um not that it was even that many years. I think Dark Phoenix was but as a but as a lead like, as a yeah. lead in a film because you look at the X-Men movies and you look at even Don't Look Up, the Adam McKay film. Ensemble, those yeah. are ensemble films. So it's easy to forget that like because the first person you think of and don't look up is is DiCaprio. And yeah. and both of those actors are big movie stars. Again, talking about a person that maybe doesn't always disappear into the role that you see the movie star before the character. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. So I think she, you do lose yourself and see Lindsay and not Jennifer Lawrence, which I think is impressive. That's, I guess, the long way around to get to the point that I was making. Yeah. But the movie is great. I think it is, uh, its subtleness, I think, works. Um, it never goes overboard. While I said, like, those opening moments are incredibly emotional, um, I, I guess they do play with your feelings a little bit, is what I meant. Like, did it, but that is an intentional thing. Um, but I it could have been even more so. Like yeah. I think that that's like you said with the music and and flashbacks and all of that stuff could have added to that manipulation where it is this kind of raw performance in the first act of the movie that really got me, like really really hit me, like and I wasn't expecting it to, and then I went oh shit, and it was that kind of reminder how great Jennifer Lawrence is, and then when you add Brian Tyree Henry, who's just like always a pleasure to see him pop up and stuff. And then he's always crushes it. And yeah, you um, sprinkle other really great character actors in there yeah. and, 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 you it know, again, a- Jane Hudichel, who's only in a couple yeah. of scenes, but like she makes them count and you see somebody, you, you see a character that you could follow in their own movie. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I know she doesn't, you know, she doesn't do many 
films, right? Like, or she has in. Well, like, she 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 pops up here and there, and I, I, I mean, like any character actor, it just yeah. it just depends on the production. It just depends on the work. But, but she's I again another the person actor. with the humans in this. I don't. She just reminds me of my mom and little of, and, and little women seen. as well. The yeah, right. Version. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um. So, anyways, I I liked the movie quite a bit. Um. I I'm gonna give it a three point five. I liked it. I'm also gonna give it a three point five. Cool. Um, go check it out. It is streaming on Apple TV Plus uh, right now for you guys. Um, which Apple TV Plus? Um, what was I thinking of the other day? Oh, Severance. I'm pumped for. Oh, Severance season about. two because they announced casting, yeah. right? Yeah, which uh, we talked a little bit about on the last episode of the Untitled Movie Podcast. Um, we didn't really go into huge detail of that, but I'm sure we will leading into uh, Severance Season 2. I'm just thinking of other Apple stuff now. because Well, the after party too, right, is is, oh, yeah. is, is going into production. So We've those... always talked about how it's um, kind of one of the more underrated um, streaming services. Like they still – like there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to catch up with that. Or um, I go, oh, this is – it's just not one I feel like is on the top of people's like list all the time, but there's always like, they kind of put stuff out there that's consistently solid. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were known as kind of like, as they were getting into series, like every streamer as they start has like the one show that kind of, you know, pops. And for them, I think it was Ted Lasso in a lot of ways, but now they've found, you know, quite a, a nice kind of eclectic grouping of, of series, you know, and, and there's a bunch of stuff that we haven't even talked about or even seen that, like, I would like to watch Pachinko. And I think that like, that would mm-hmm. be a show that like, again, you know, has such an amazing cast and, and, and crew behind it. So, you know, there, there's, there's that, but then, yeah, you look at Severance and you look at how, you know, when we were watching that back in what the, the late winter, early spring, how, captivated you know you were to kind of get to that last episode and and where it leaves you hanging is just you know like i don't know how they're gonna start it again and and, and grab you the same way and then with the after party it's like the after party started as like a movie we're getting a season two of that soon too they yeah and yeah so there's a lot there's a lot of good stuff there and and i mean they won best picture last year who am i saying they they, they did i mean if you can kind of be critical there and be like oh well they you know they bought that after the fact in in terms of like it played at sundance but they do produced by them yeah yeah, but they do have the martin scorsese movie coming up killers of the flower um they have uh, ridley scott's napoleon movie with uh phoenix what that's not being released this year, no. No, like, no sometimes no. they always try to squeak in a Ridley Scott movie on like New Ridley's Year's like, Eve. I'm like, done, guys. <laughs> like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> like here, here's one that you just didn't know. No, was I think that's in. I think that's gonna be for next year. So you yeah, you, right. you have a Ridley Scott movie and a Martin Scorsese from from Apple. So like th- those are two, you know, pretty big filmmakers. I mean, even you know, they're they're working with A24 to release Which a lot of stuff. this. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean they released the tragedy uh, of Macbeth last year. Um, a, a, a teaser trailer and some production stills went out for a movie called Sharper with Julianne Moore, which is also yeah. kind of a in conjunction film. So yeah, they're 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 doing some interesting stuff, and I think their collaboration with A twenty four is giving some of these movies that might be harder to sell, even in a in limited theaters, release, yeah. um, a, a, a better life. You know, and, and yeah, and I think that can get to. And I think that's the perfect way of putting it, right? Like putting a positive on this, uh, on this kind of stuff, right? Of stuff going straight to streaming is like, yeah, even with someone like Jennifer Lawrence, like it, 
that name will sell this movie on Apple TV Plus, but would it have sold the movie in cinemas? Because it is such a, like we've talked about, kind of a quieter movie that there's not like, um, even in a, in a trailer or something like that, which I haven't watched the trailer for this. We were lucky enough to see it uh, during the festival. Um, okay, guys, uh, you guys should also check out um, Eric's uh, interview with Lila uh, Neugebauer, um, which Eric did during the festival. So you guys can go check out uh, that on the Untitled Movie Podcast feed um, or on YouTube. Just search TIFF 2022 Untitled Movie Podcast Lila Neugebauer. I know that's a lot. Or you could just put Ly- Lila Neugebauer TIFF and I'm sure we pop up somewhere on podcast services or on YouTube. Eric did a great little interview. Yeah, cut open my um, finger that morning. Or oh, you did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you did. And you told a great story about that uh, on our TIFF uh, wrap-up episode of the Untitled Movie Podcast as well. So go check those out. Uh, we have tons of other reviews uh, from TIFF and not from TIFF that you guys can check out right here on this channel. We have uh, Star Wars Tales of the Jedi review, uh, James Gray's Armageddon Time. Uh, from TIFF, we have an After Sun review. We have uh, The Good Nurse we also have uh, uh, Black Adam, uh, Halloween Ends, Tar, Rosaline, Amsterdam, Werewolf by Night, Fablemans, Glass Onion. Uh, there's tons. So uh, and there will be plenty more coming. <laughs> yeah, we're got a busy, uh, busy rest of the year. Uh, I'd say because uh, just only vo- two months. <laughs> I know, but like you got to think like with voting and Critics Choice yeah. and. Um, you know, the, the you know, nomination deadline being mid December, like we're going to be, you know, jammed the next uh, month or so, which is going to be kind of fun. So they, there will be plenty of stuff on this channel. The screenings pop every, I feel like two hours and they're all like fast and furious. It's like everyone, not the actual fast and furious movies, but um, on the, Damn. Uh, On the last episode of the Untitled Movie Podcast, uh, we talked about if James Gunn was the right choice for DC Studios. Uh, We also have that Black Adam podcast for episode 135, Super Mario Brothers trailer, tons of stuff. So go back and watch previous episodes there. We'll well. also have a Black Panther Wakanda Forever review coming very soon when the embargo breaks or lifts. Next next week, early next week. Um. That's it, everyone. Um, Letterbox, Untitled underscore movies. And you can uh, follow me on all of those social medias if Twitter still exists by the time you oh, listen God. to this uh, at Matt Rohrbeck. Will you be paying for it? No, uh, I, won't. I won't. No, no. Uh, and you shouldn't. What's the lowest? We'll talk about that on a main show another time. I think I think that would be a good topic to have the discussion. But What's the I, lowest amount of money you'd subscribe for? None. I'd still feel like I, you look I, like an idiot. I can't like, I can't give Elon Musk money. I know. Sorry. I feel I bad enough using the platform. Yeah. Anyways, uh, plug your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. Brian Tyree Henry, Monologue King.